Yes, welcome into the sit down here on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings, hosted by myself, the Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. Joined here with my co host, as always, at Mafia Montage. How are we doing this evening, Montage? Sauce God, Bill's Mafia. How you doing? I'm uh, pretty fired up. Things are happening. Uh, we see some rosters taking shape. We see uh, some schedule leaks going on. There's a lot of cool stuff happening right now, and I am really fired up for it all. Well, Montage, for those of them that are just tuning in, hit that like and share. Let's get those comments flowing because Montage and I are going to break down some of the upcoming schedule release rumors, best matchups, and what do we think for the amount of primetime games the Buffalo Bills will get. All that and much more here in the sit-down right here on the Built to Buffalo Network presented by Newly on Thursdays. A little bit of a surprise, right? We're here on Thursday night. to the sit down on the built in buffalo networks facebook youtube and twitter i'm the sauce god here with mafia montage this is presented by duff's famous wings and if you have not already done so do me a favor and hit that like and share give us a follow if you're on twitter come on over after retweeting the video and, and join us on youtube where you can then join in on the comments and remember guys super chats are heavily prioritized we see it right away so ladies and gentlemen we got a lot to break down tonight we've got to talk about the schedule a couple of recent signings for the buffalo bills and officially the sit down is now live on thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The same action that you guys got on Saturday nights and Friday nights before right here on Thursday nights. So Montage, uh, first things first, you know, we've been doing this countdown for a while. It doesn't seem to keep like depleting at all that fast, right? But 126 days until the first uh, regular season game of the 2023 NFL regular season. How are we feeling? I got confused, man, because, you know, we're, we're only four days removed from our last show where it said 130, but I'm used to subtracting number by seven. So I was like, dude, what the hell's going on? Have we been telling everybody the wrong number the whole time? I said, oh, no, today's Thursday. It's not even Saturday. So we're switching, around, switching it up on you. Thursdays at 7 p.m., Built in Buffalo Network. We're bringing you the best live uh, builds, builds coverage uh, on the web at Built in Buffalo. So check out our new lineups coming out. And, uh, you know, we're going to be slotted in there. Happy to be part of the lineup on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. So join us each and every week. Like, share, comment. Uh, we love interacting with you guys. So we're here. Uh, let's chat. And uh, welcome into the sit down. By the way, 
For all you other Jedi out there, may the fourth be with you. Of course, what a fitting way to bring the sit down on the Thursday nights. Uh, Like I said, same action, everything, same coverage, Mafia Montage tonight with uh, future guests up and coming that are going to be really exciting to talk to some former Bills players, uh, other people out there in the world of Bills content. So we've got a lot of great things planned for the show, especially as we inch closer and closer to the NFL regular season. So Montage, Let's get to it. We're going to bring back some of our old segments from before, some of the things that we've had in the previous season, and it's going to start us off with bada bang, bada boom, the good that we've seen in this world, uh, in this this week in the world of sports. Montage, why don't you start us off here, brother? Yeah, I think the Yankees finally won a game uh, recently, so maybe two, and uh, so I love seeing them win, and then uh, the New York Knicks got the, the win in game two over the Miami Heat, I believe, so a uh, little New York sports love going on and Micah Hyde brings back the charity softball game this Sunday. I believe it's already sold out. They had some guests named, uh, some players are going to be there. I think Boyer and some, a lot of the DB rooms will be there. So, uh, exciting that, uh, the guys are going to be back and out in the community again. I like that. You know, seeing the Yankees finally win a game again, it seems like they kind of fell off with a little bit of their mojo. But I think for me, that's got me saying, bada bing, bada boom, the good of the world of sports this week. I'm going to have to kind of just go with, hmm, I I thought about it a couple of different ways here. But I got to say the NBA playoffs overall have had me actually impressed the way that teams have been competing, the way that you're seeing some defense played from teams. Because as somebody who loved basketball, probably my favorite sport for so long growing up as a LeBron James fan, and even though he might still be my favorite basketball player, I have my opinions on if he's a if he's a soft individual or not. And I think that if basketball for me has kind of fallen off, but this year's playoffs, it feels very intense. You don't know who's going to come out of the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference, which makes overall the sport more and more interesting because of the level of competitiveness versus in previous years when it was the, uh, the Cavaliers and the Warriors that were going to be in the NBA Finals, and we knew that for a fact. So it's always nice to see some of the fresh blood in the NBA kind of getting a chance, and you just don't know who is going to come out on top. So the NBA playoffs have actually had me a little bit more intrigued than the NHL playoffs, which is kind of surprising montage. But that's going to bring us into our next segment here. What has got us saying? Forget about it. You know, what's the ugly things that we have seen in this world of sports? It doesn't have to be just Bills. It doesn't have to be just football. Montage, what has got you saying? Forget about it. Yeah, I saw that uh, the kid from Memphis, Derek Brooks or whatever, was just talking a lot of trash to LeBron James. And then uh, I think that um, – they said Memphis said under no circumstances, are we going to bring you back to this team? So I think, you know, he acted uh, really disrespectful. And I think a lot of people out there are starting to take, uh, you know, disrespect a little bit too far, especially the NBA is like, you know, real personal, real up close. So you got to be careful. I mean, uh, sometimes I kind of get like, man, these athletes got to deal with a lot because there's some really fanatical people out there that kind of take being a fan and rooting for the game a little bit too far. And, and they're, you know, it becomes disrespect. And I just think it's ugly. I, I hate it. And, um, you know, Memphis absolutely did the great, the, the right thing and, and said, Hey, you know, man, we're not going to sign you again. I think that's unprofessional behavior and, you know, you're going to have to act better if you want to be on the NBA roster. I definitely agree. You know, somebody that plays into the whole villainous role the way that he did, 
it's one thing to do that, but then you have to back it up on the court. You've really got to be that dude. And he really never was that dude. He had a couple moments where he could score the basket, a couple moments where he played some tough defense, but really it's a guy that's just basically trying to earn himself a payday because he's a bum. Right. So I like that for yeah. uh, forget about it, but what's got me saying, forget about it. Ain't necessarily something negative, but damn, what was ugly was the way that the defense for the Miami, Heat could not stop Julius Randall and the way that Shaquille O'Neal said it. He goes, he, Julius Randall's just straight feels disrespected by, you know, they can't guard him with his step back shots. He looks smooth, right? So that Miami Heat defense looked ugly in any attempt that they had to guard Julius Randle, which has really got me excited for the Knicks in the playoffs as well, too, because their guys led by Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. Wow. Just to see how the Knicks have come together ever since uh, veteran Carmelo Anthony, the real time that they ever had actual success, the last time of the actual uh, actual any success. So I like to see what uh, the Knicks are going to do for the rest of the remainder of the playoffs. But Montage, uh, I see we got one comment out there that was from Mama Montage. But if, if you guys are out there watching right now, don't forget to comment, hit that like, and share your live here in the sit down on the Built in Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. This is hosted by myself, Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. Co-hosted by my guy Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage, and this will be available via audio podcast uh, following the release of this live show on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for Built in Buffalo. So, Montage, let's keep the show rolling, man. We've got to talk about now the overall roster evaluation is the first thing that I want to break down because. There are still gaps, and there are still some positions that I think that we were uh, planning on addressing in the draft, but we didn't see addressed in the draft. Then we go and sign a player that was uh, basically in sight with what Brandon Bean said was our biggest need. You know, if you took a look at the uh, look at the roster and based on who was actually tied up here for more than just a year, so we're going to take a look at the overall roster evaluation here because I think. The Bills addressed some areas of need that we didn't necessarily understand. We didn't see it at the time, right? But Montage, what are your thoughts? Uh, take us through what you're thinking about. What are our biggest gaps? That kind of stuff. Yeah, overall, it's a solid roster. They're still going to add to it. A few guys here and there. I think they're at 77, uh, according to Sal Capaccio's. Thank God he does this. He pins the roster, the active roster to his Twitter feed, and it's excellent. So really appreciate Sal for doing that. And uh Basically yeah, 77 back, so. plus we're going to have the six uh, UDFAs that are going to, or I guess, I don't know, maybe six or seven UDFAs that we got coming in. And um, once they're signed, he'll put those on. So 80 some players, mid eighties, uh, uh, the players, and we're going to uh, go into camp with that. It's exciting. We added a couple pieces. So, um, you know, I'm excited. I think they're, I think they're definitely looking to, to make an impact this year and, and looking to compete. So I think, they didn't do anything like DeAndre Hopkins, but they still went out and improved the roster and improved the team overall. Now, my biggest thing is I like the way that we address the offensive line with Osiris Torrance in the second round. I like the fact that we add a playmaker in Dalton Kincaid, which I, again, think that tight end position might have been more vital to us than we realized. Dawson Knox's production compared to the previous season was nothing on par with it. You know what I mean? He might've done well as a blocker. And again, I, I say it every time, but I understand he had personal things going on with his family and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think overall for um, my thoughts of this roster is I think it might be the most talented group of individuals that we've seen paired alongside of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. And I like the way this offense is going to be shaped heading into the season. I still think that, 
our offensive line could be better. Yes, I still think that there are areas of our defense that could be better. Um, I like the signing recently that we made on our defensive side of the football that we'll talk about here coming up. Um, but I like overall, I, Dorian Williams, is he going to become a player that the Bills defense really utilizes in a similar way that we use with Tremaine Edmonds? It remains to be seen. Right now, Balen Specter and Terrell Dodson um, – or whatever, those guys are basically the ones in line at this point. So I still think that there are areas that we might see a couple of holes, but are they going to kill us in the long run? I'm not exactly sure about that. So Montage, let's move into our um, our next one, as you had highlighted there, uh, our unsung hero and who will make an impact in 2023. And I'm going to start this one off. I honestly am going to go with Khalil Shakir. And that's because he, for me, was an unsung hero for most of the season last year. I think that the kid is going to command more reps. How could you not give him more reps, right? He has done everything you've asked him to do and then some. He has not made mistakes. He has made catch after catch. He's made contested catches. He's made all types of catches at the receiver receiver position. So I think that Khalil Shakir will now have more of an opportunity because we're not going to see Jamison Crowder back. We're not going to see Isaiah McKenzie. Of course, we are talking about using Dalton Kincaid in the slot role, but does that mean that Khalil Shakir won't be a true slot receiver? I don't think so. I think that Khalil Shakir has shown us that this kid is a hidden gem. And now that with the departure of Isaiah McKenzie, I think that only opens up the door for his opportunities. And I think from everything I've seen, the kid's going to make use of it. Even I don't care, sophomore slump, I don't believe in all that stuff. I believe it's all about how you approach the game every single week, week after week. And that's what I saw from uh, Khalil Shakir that really has me thinking he's going to be the unsung hero of the year. So, Montage, who do you got as uh, our unsung hero who will make the biggest impact on, under the radar for the Buffalo Bills? I popped that up because you were talking about him, tight end Dawson Knox. So Oof. that's kind of why I did that, just a little foreshadow. And I think the – the reason why is because we're focusing all this attention on all these other positions. And I think Dawson Knox is going to remind everybody that he's still a weapon. He's going to have a full off season here to, to reintegrate and kind of like be there consistently, um, you know, probably be in a little bit better of a, of a mindset. I hope and I, you, you wanted him to be invested if he was going to be there last year, but it's, in, it's impossible. You don't know how anybody is going to grieve like that. So you can't talk about that, but I think this year coming back, it, you know, you have him and uh, so we got our guy coming in here saying, what's up, go bills. What's up brother. So I think that uh, to finish that off, Dawson Knox is going to be the unsung hero who will make the biggest impact in 2023, because I think just like, you know, we're talking about all these other players, I think teams, have already been leaving him fairly open and that's why he's had some of the success he's had. But I think now Allen and Dorsey really get together and we start actually utilizing Knox um, in a big, bigger role. Now I like that you bring up Dawson Knox because when we played in 2021, didn't it, did it not feel like our offense was more electric when he was playing really well. And when he had mm-hmm. some of his biggest games, I mean, even just shit against Kansas city, three catches, like a, near a hundred yards. And I think a couple of yeah. touchdowns that's big time numbers. So Dawson Knox, I really think he also too montage down the stretch. I said this before, and I'll say it again. He made plays that were so critical for the Bills. Just even a first down catch, not even necessarily having to be a touchdown, but Dawson Knox made some critical plays down the stretch that really had him kind of being the unsung Bills. And I think that Kincaid, who I think is going to have much more success than O.J. Howard, that experiment didn't work out. It just, you know, it, it wasn't the right fit. 
I think that this is going to be something really good for this offense, but it's going to only open up the door for competition. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. So I really fully believe that bringing in a guy in the first round only adds to, uh, it doesn't add fuel to the fire in a negative way. It adds fuel to Dawson Knox to say, hey, I got to do my part. Everybody on this team has got to do their part. Every person on this offense has got to step up. And that means not making drops when uh, he has, you know what I mean? That makes means making the tough catches. And Dawson Knox is still a red zone threat. And he's really one of the best, I think, in the red zone uh, for as far as options for the Buffalo Bills right now at this point. So I like that montage. But if you guys are just now tuning in your live here on the sit down on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, this is presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Built in Buffalo is in partnership with PLB Sports, Picasso's Pizza, Wester, and Ticket IQ. And, of course, I want to shout out to Bobby Snyder over there for the Let's Talk 716 Sports Podcast. How you doing, Bobby? Go Bills. Montage, let's move on to our weakest link with a uh, oof, yeah, I want to share this real quick from our guys at Bill's Chat, uh, Bill's Chat Podcast, part of the Built in Buffalo Network. I talked with Josh earlier, and um, so this is his projected 53-man roster. Okay, so uh, projecting cutting Medikevich, Hamlin, Murray, Botker, Austin, Kingsley, Jonathan Bond is on the pup, or uh, potentially he's uh, IR. So um, we got our three specialists here. I think it's interesting that. Uh, they bring in a uh, long snapper from Syracuse uh, into camp. I wonder if they're looking to free up any more cash there, uh, you know, not paying a long snapper. Uh, I don't know that they're paying Reed Ferguson too much, but I, anything, uh, maybe they can lower the cap. Maybe they're not. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you see here, safety top three safety is real good. I, you know, I like that Cam Lewis he has on here. I would, I would prefer Hamlin there, but that's just me. Um, so I think, the weakest link is going to be up here. We got tackles, right? We got Deion Dawkins, and then we have nothing. And so hopefully Spencer Brown uh, comes out and, and gets up uh, to, to being and making me look like a complete fool. I hope I am dead wrong about this guy, and he comes back and he tears up the league this year. But from just sitting here trying to figure out, you know, how – each player is going to play into the piece of the puzzle here. I think Spencer Brown's the weakest link. And I hope that, you know, again, he proves me wrong. I hope that it ends up being um, something where he gets strengthened by the other guys that we already have there. And he makes a leap through the camp and things. And then uh, coming, there's no doubt in my mind, he could potentially um, come out and shine. I just don't think uh, right now that that's something I could kind of say with any confidence that he will. So you know, that's why I call that, you know, Spencer Brown is the weakest link here uh, going into training camp. Yeah, I think that Spencer Brown has got to step up. The guy played well as a rookie, makes a lot of noise, becomes uh, really a for sure shot at the right tackle position, you know, to go opposite of Deion Dawkins. And, and that made us feel like coming in the last season, our offensive line wasn't as weak as we thought it was. And then we see a guy like Mitch Morse go down. We see a guy like... Um, you know, Bates go down and then seeing Deion Dawkins go down and you just see how, oh man, how vital it is to have our offensive linemen healthy and playing well. So I think that, yes, uh, Spencer Brown for me could be the weakest link, but I also, I'm kind of over there looking at that linebacker position again, because outside of Matt Milano, that's a big gap. You know what I mean? Tremaine Edmonds brought a lot of production to this Buffalo Bills squad. Um, I don't know what we're going to get out of Spectre or Dotson or, or or Dorian Williams. I really don't know. So 
it all depends on how do those guys step into, you know, training camp and how do those guys come into preseason and how do those guys, which one of them is going to stand tall and actually take over that position because they're being given the first reins. I know that, you know, Dotson is said to have known, he knows the system better. He's been here. He's a little bit more familiar with it. Sure. But are we going to see a guy like Spectre maybe step up? And I just know that this is still a part of our defense that I've said for a long time that I would really love is a true anchor middle linebacker, a guy like Luke Keekley, a guy like Patrick Willis, a guy like Ray Lewis, a guy that's really going to anchor you down because Matt Milano, as good as he is, is not a true like middle linebacker position. I mean, he's kind of like that hybrid inside linebacker, whatever you want to call it. I just, I think that everybody was looking at drafted Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders or somebody at the linebacker position because it was our biggest need. And I know that, um, D-tackle could be considered to be the weakest link. I don't necessarily think so because I like the, the guys that we have with Daquan Jones, um, with uh, now Jordan Phillips coming back too. If he could stay healthy, he could contribute. At the moment, we still had we still have Ed Oliver on the roster at this point. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Moment in time. Who has still produced is it first round worthy? We've talked about that before. It's irrelevant right now. He is still a guy that can produce. So I don't think that the defensive tackle is the uh, more weak position for me. It's more of that linebacker position right now. Montage, just because you got the offense taken care of, I'm going to go defense there and say that the linebacker position right now is our weakest link. And so yeah. uh, what do we got out there in the comments too? I see a couple out there. Yeah, I'm just going to say on to your point of the linebacker, I think Dorian Williams is going to be good. I hope he can learn and handle the mental part of it because he is just prototypical middle linebacker size. He'll maybe need to add a few pounds, five pounds or something. But none of these, like there's not Tremaine Edmonds, 6'5", whatever he is, out there. There's him, Jack Campbell. Those are the two guys in the league. Maybe, I don't know how big Fred Warner is, but you know, there's only a few guys out there with that length and that size and that athleticism. And that's why they're the best at what they do. And that's why Tremaine Edmonds just got $80 million. So I think that uh, you can't look to replace Tremaine Edmonds with another Tremaine Edmonds because they just don't exist. There's not, that guy isn't out there anymore. Like we had a, we didn't have a run at Jack Campbell because he got drafted at 18. But, um, you know, I think we, we did well in drafting Dorian Williams. And as long as he can handle and get up to speed, with Tyrell Dodson helping him out and uh, Taylor or Tanner Bernard uh, checking in with them as well. I think those guys will all combine to make a good group. So, yeah, I think overall, says, uh, 
Yeah, Dorian is fast. He is He is definitely got the athleticism. And like you said, if he adds on a few more pounds, then I'm going to definitely feel more comfortable having him at the linebacker position. And I got full faith in what uh, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott see out of this kid. And I like the way that they drafted. I think Dorian Williams has a lot of upside. And that's something that we did with Matt Milano. We've done well with drafting linebackers in later rounds. So I think Dorian Williams has a chance just right now, Montage. I got to see it. It's got to come to fruition for me to believe it. So if you guys are just now tuning in, you guys are live here on the sit down with myself, the sauce guy at Buffalo sauce guy across social media platforms. Joined here with my co-host as always, Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage. Holler at him. Also the co-host of the Buffalo Blitz with Peter DiBiase on Tuesday nights. Correct, Montage? Tuesday at 8. Tuesday at 8. And this is the sit down. We're live now officially at 7 p.m. every Thursday night here on the Built in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So, Montage, let's keep this show rolling. You guys keep those comments flowing. We've got more coming ahead. So, now Before we, got we move on past the roster, though, is there anything else you have? I just want to know is there anything else that you um, have to say or think on the roster as a whole, or just any random tidbits about any, any other guys you kind of like or? Or, you know, we, we made some ads and, and subtracts. So, you know, just wanted to give you the opportunity if you have anything on the roster before we move into our next segment, because it kind of takes us off to the different angle there. I like Taylor Rapp at the safety position. I really do. I think that he's going to contribute so well. I mean, when we saw we saw Micah Hyde and then Jordan Poyer out, how much it really affected our team, number one, but how it affected our defense, number two, was, was severe. So I think that a guy like him who can come in and add some depth at that position would be great. That's a, a position that we should look to moving Dane Jackson to, you know, maybe move him to the safety position too. So I think that I like what we are going to see out of him. I also, too, um, I, I really like the kid that we drafted out of Florida, Justin Shorter. I think that his size is incredible. I think that we're going to see maybe um, the type of uh, prototype that we saw out of Isaiah Hodgins, in a sense, that's going to command some attention and maybe turn some heads to people wanting to give him a roster spot. And this is, again, a position, the receiver position, that I've disagreed with some of the uh, moves the Bills have made, keeping – you know, Jake Coomer or Tanner Gentry over Isaiah Hodgins, who is now contributing on the Giants offense um, <laughs> with a more subpar quarterback than Josh Allen and Danny Jones, just saying. But I think that uh, bringing in a prototype of his size is only going to, man, again, increasing the competition is so important, yes, but giving Josh Allen options for big, true targets who are going to catch the football, who don't drop the football, We've got the athleticism who could go down there and bully some people. Cause I'll tell you what, why do you think guys like AJ Brown and Debo Samuel are so damn good? Because they're physical, they're tough, they got size. And that's something I like out of Justin Shorter coming out of Florida. And a very, very nice uh, draft pick there by, by the Buffalo Bills. So, Montage, anything from you too before we move on? No, I'm ready to roll, brother. I'm excited about this. Um, 2023 NFL schedule is going to be released next Thursday. We're going to go on at 8 p.m. just to get. I don't know what time they're actually releasing the schedule. I didn't see if it's seven or eight or whatever, but you know, um, I think that uh, the schedule being released next Thursday should be being released either by eight o'clock or before eight o'clock. And then we can uh, dissect it all and, and go down the, the list. So uh, with that said, check us out next, next Thursday is going to be an 8 PM start um, to, to cover the schedule release. And uh, yeah, Let's jump into it. So victory formation. Sure. I love this uh, segment. I wanted to bring it back and just twist the flavor a little bit on, a, on us. Um, which opponent, Sauce God, do you think 
the Bills will match up best with going into the 2023-24 season? Ah, man, I think that <sighs> it's it's going to sound crazy. Man, I set this one up people. on a tee for you, brother. Knock this one out. We play him I, twice. Because I, <laughs> I got I to gotta say, you know what I mean? <laughs> we play him twice? Ah, geez, montage. I mean, I'm actually going to throw you a curveball here. You're not going milk bag uh, for this me? It's going to be an opponent that I think we very well could see in the Super Bowl, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia nice. Eagles are a very talented roster head-to-toe with a dual-threat quarterback, with multiple receivers, with multiple targets, and now they have just recently um, added a running back. Who did they just trade for? I forget. Um, uh, Swift. I yeah, DeAndre Swift from the Lions, which is crazy because that kid is, is lights out, right? I mean – I think that the Philadelphia Eagles have a great defense as well. But the Bills, I understand that we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but let's not forget how talented this team truly still is. And that's why I discussed it earlier. If this if this Bills team is truly the most talented Bills team we have ever seen actually put together, I know that last year we had a lot of hype, but this year we look a little bit different. We have a couple of different pieces. We, we let go of a couple of pieces that shouldn't have been there. And I think that overall this is the best built team that we've seen. So I like the Philadelphia Eagles matchup-wise. But I think, who montage, let me, I want to hear who you got too, because I might have another one I want to throw into this, but I want to hear who you got here. Who do you think the Bills match up with the best? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously we're, I'm just going to take the easy route. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to say the New England Patriots, right? Their lack of elite quarterback play, their lack of elite uh, weapons is going to be the best matchup for us. We're going to play them twice. And we're going to really be able to, in my opinion, uh, dictate the game in a way that may allow us to try some things that we may not have tried before. And it, if we go into kind of the schedule a little bit and, you know, what my prediction is, I just was messing around and I threw together a quick mock schedule. So I'm going to throw it up if you don't mind. And uh, it's has no real... Base. I haven't like researched venue dates and all that. I'm not that into it. I'm just, you know, playing around because it's fun to me. So uh, let's see if I can get this up. But I, but I like the fact that we could potentially play at New England on week 18. So going into the playoffs, potentially we go at New England. And so it gives us a taste of some, an environment where they're not going to be well liked. And then we could also hopefully have a, enough of a, a lead to where we can, you know, do some things, try some different personnel packages, maybe things like that. So no disrespect to new England, they're going to be okay, but they're just not going to be, uh, they're going to be the the worst team in the division by far. Yeah, I think. All disrespect be... to new England, by the way, <laughs> all disrespect. Yeah. Schroeder is going to be an absolute stud Tune in on that for sure. I like that drew medicine. Uh, Appreciate absolutely. that comment. Yeah. Uh, montage, I think for me, I'm kind of like saying more so um, who like like stacking comparing wise, what team kind of like compares to the Buffalo Bills. But as far as what opponent do the Bills match up with the best right now, dude, I honestly I'm looking at Tampa Bay. I'm also looking at um, I'm also looking at the Las Vegas Raiders in London. Now, I like that. <laughs> Raiders in London. <laughs> I want to start singing that for some reason, but I like the Raiders in London because it's a prime time game because Josh Allen is international, right? 
and and he's truly a superstar. So he's going to go over there with the Brits and say, let me have a cup of tea. And I think the Raiders have depleted. What are they doing? Who's their quarterback? I don't even know. Is it Jared Stidham or, or I forget who the hell they're going with, with quarterback for this year. But I think the Bills are going to match up really well with them in a primetime game in London. Um, if that, that should be our opponent. Are, are we for sure playing them in London or no? No, no, this is a mock schedule, so I just want to okay. throw that banner up there. If so nobody thinks it, yeah, this is just Raiders, this is something that I, I looked at a, like three different mocks, and then I was looking at other people's uh, input and just threw together this schedule quickly before the show. Um, just with using the October 8th, week five date, because that leaked through um, Aussie NFL on Twitter that the Bills uh, at Tottenham Hotspur event was going to be October 8th. So Tottenham Hotspur uh, Stadium events webpage kind of uh, inadvertently, I think, leaked. They didn't they weren't aware of of how big of a fanatical deal a schedule release is. And they used to just drop it and you'd be like, oh, OK, this is the schedule. And now uh, it's a it's a huge event. So it's kind of funny how everything kind of morphs into a bigger and a better thing each year. So uh, for me, I really like to see the matchup with the Giants. I think that, um, you know, it's going to be a fun matchup having uh, Brian Dable and company back in the building. And I think it's just going to be a good matchup of similar philosophies. They're going to be wanting to do a lot of the same things offensively, but not necessarily um, defensively. So we'll see kind of I like that matchup, to, you know, against Daniel Jones and, and the Giants. Yeah, I think the Giants coming in with Brian Dable, obviously, and the things that they're doing, they're making more and more noise. That NFC East has, again, become more competitive. Something that is crazy to see how that division fluctuates and being the best division in football, being the worst division in football. But the Giants have definitely uh, got themselves a squad over there led by Brian Dable, former offensive coordinator for, uh, coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. So if you guys are, have just now tuned in, though, and have not already done so, do me a favor, hit that like and share. Keep those comments flowing. You're live here in the sit-down. On the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, Mafia Montage and I are breaking down a potential schedule as we await the schedule release, which will be next Thursday, May 11th. And our show here in the sit-down will be next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hopefully right after the schedule release so we can actually go over it with all you guys out there in Bill's Mafia. So make sure to turn those notifications on for all Built in Buffalo Network's uh, social medias, which also includes Instagram and TikTok as well. So you don't miss any of the upcoming shows as far as live podcasts, news, and everything as far as Buffalo Bills goes. Built to Buffalo is your source for all Bills content. So, Montage, we've got a little bit more ahead here before we get out of the show. We've got to talk about which opponent matches up best with the Bills on the Pain Train side. Now, take me through this one. Yeah, so, again, Pain Trains is one of our favorite uh, segments throughout the, the week, uh, usually during uh, the season. So, uh, Sauce got over here, hits me up with some big trains, and uh, then, I, then I go crazy, and we like to talk about, you know, what what kind of went wrong and uh you know what what didn't uh pan out for us so there he is you gotta love that you gotta i yeah, missed I that so that's why i put this in here it's just more fun for me and sauce scott and if you guys don't like it i don't care so uh the the team that matches up with us uh the best uh probably is going to be unfortunately the Jets. I think they're they're very um, obviously experienced at the quarterback level, with one of the best to ever do it. They're um, got weapons 
and Rogers and and Garrett Wilson, I think, and and company. They're at, they added Alan Lazard and things like that. So I think they they have that, and you you have a potential, uh, you know, Brees Hall coming back, and they also drafted Abanaconda from Pitt uh, to their roster as well, and he could make an impact early if. Brees Hall is not ready to go. So I think Aaron Rodgers is coming in, working now. He's going to have command of this offense. And I think that the Jets kind of match up best out of the opponents we're going to face that kind of matter. You know, I think like if we lose a game here or there to a Cincinnati or a KC or Philadelphia, I don't think that necessarily matters as much as if we're losing games to the Jets. So I think the Jets do uh, match up the best with us. They had the the stout defense even last year and have had another year in it with their defensive minded head coach and Robert Sala. Um, I think, you know, he's got a lot of the same concepts on offense that he can help Rodgers run from his time in San Francisco as well. So I think, uh, you know, the New York Jets are definitely the opponent that's going to match up the best of the Bills in 23-24. I think the Jets definitely did match up well against the Bills last year with their running game. Um, and also, they you know, trading for James Robinson too from the Jaguars. Um, I think paired alongside of an actual quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, they actually just signed Randall Cobb as well. So that's bringing a familiar face uh, to the offense to play alongside of Aaron Rodgers, who will actually be led by offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, which – if if the Nathaniel Hackett and quarterback experience goes like it did last year, we're gonna be just we're gonna be just fine, right? My only issue with the Jets is again, and this is just because of what I've seen and, and from everything that I've interpreted, where is Aaron Rodgers' head at? Where is his level of actual competitiveness? How what is it what are his desires and how does he actually approach this season playing with the Jets? I mean, I obviously this is what he wanted. He wanted to go to New Jersey to play with the Jets, but is he really trying to win a Super Bowl? Is he that dedicated to the game like a guy like Tom Brady is? I mean, I just don't know if I believe it. I think that Aaron Rodgers is a guy that has accomplished what he's accomplished, wants to finish out his contract under a spotlight much bigger than Green Bay um, because obviously, as much as I hate to say it, they say it's New, New York, but it's it's really Jersey. We all know that. But something that could be more desirable for a guy like him that was looking to end his career and then maybe ride off into the sunset, continue down the road with some business type things. I don't know. I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is sunset with your color TV screen. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what, with TNT? Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't resist that one, brother. I like that. Because, hey, we're dynamite over here in the sit-down on the Built the Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Myself, the Buffalo Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God, and Mafia Montage here as we are discussing the matchups that best line up with the Buffalo Bills. And outside of the Philadelphia Eagles montage, I think, again, we are going to line up and match up well with those Cincinnati Bengals. And it's going to be something that we are yet to see how good of a, a, a game that thought that could have been, obviously, with the um, – the Monday night football matchup, and then we never really saw what could have happened in the playoffs because we just sucked. So I like that matchup, too, for the Buffalo Bills, something that they might have on their radar, something that they're looking at down the road as some uh, an opportunity, not for revenge necessarily, but an opportunity to make a statement and show the world what the football team really is made of that makes the Buffalo Bills and makes all Bills Mafia. So, Montage, let's keep this show rolling, brother. I'm loving the way that we've got these old segments back. And uh, you know what, Montage, we've got a great – Show uh, keep those comments flowing, guys, because we're live here Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But it looks like we're going to see another segment coming back this week again. Yes, yes, yes well, montage man of the week. Let's roll it. Let's roll it, bro.
a brand new Thursday edition of the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. Now, as we're pregame on most week, well, every week will be basically pregame at this point. So uh, we're going to roll in there with with who we think is going to kind of do the best throughout the, the, the week in the game, have the most impact. So um, has a little underdog to it. I'm not just going to pick Josh Allen every time because obviously he's the answer, but uh, we can't give it to him every time. So this week, though, uh, we made a couple more signings, and I got to shout out my man Puna Ford. Got the big man from Seattle Seahawks. Going to kind of bolster up, as you would say, that uh, defensive line. And I think that uh, Puna Ford, the addition for the Buffalo Bills this week as a free agent, is going to make a big, big impact on this defense. You now have two people movers on the inside with him and Daquan Jones, both been healthy. I think uh, they're both going to be playing for extensions and, and contract years. So Puna Ford is Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week because he's going to come in and be a game wrecker on the inside of this Bills defensive line, baby. Big time stuff, Montage. I love it. That's Montage's Maniac of the Week right here in the sit-down. You can see that segment every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can catch that in audio podcast form after the show is released here live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for the Built-In Buffalo Network. So that's going to bring us into our next segment of Getting Saucy. You can run and you can hide, but you damn sure can't fly, Mac Jones. I just want to say a quick shout-out to the Mac Jones of the New England Patriots. You can go ahead and fuck yourself. Anyways, for those of you that are on the lighter side of the sauce guide, the Built-In Buffalo Network has been constantly rolling with live shows and podcasts, which will be changing a little bit down the road, but that doesn't mean the content or the effectiveness or the efficiency stops at all because Built-In Buffalo is your source for all Bill's content. Bill's Mafia, we are officially through the draft. We are officially getting ready for the schedule, which will be then covered by myself and Montage directly after at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here in the sit-down on the Built-In Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Bill's Mafia, we have got nothing but action to look forward to. This is getting us closer and closer to training camp preseason. You guys have got to feel like you're getting fired up, and you guys have definitely got to feel like this week you were getting saucy right here in the sit-down. So, Montage, I want to say to you, my friend, thank you so much. And everybody out there that's watched, God bless. Montage, anything you want to say before we head out? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills, Bills by a billion. We'll see you guys next year. Uh Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.